Welcome again to one of my rambling, uh, I mean, uh, insightful shows with me, Zoke, as your host. Are you sitting comfortably, children? Then we'll begin. A long time ago in a galaxy, uh, country far, far away, or maybe not so far away, depending on where you're listening to this, there were a group of people. These people made something, and it was let out into the world for all to enjoy. They started to worry, though, that if they let people enjoy what they'd made over and over again, then the world wouldn't need anything new. So they put a rule out. People could enjoy their stuff, but only for a little while. Then you had to put it away and store it in a really big building and not touch it ever again. At first everything they had ever made was stored in this building, but in time the building became two and three, until an entire city had to be used to store these things that no one would ever be allowed to see again. This made no sense, so someone decided to torch the building so they didn't have to store any of the things ever again. Well, okay. That isn't quite what happened, but that's roughly what happened to Doctor Who. The people were the actors in the Actors Guild. The actors were worried that once the BBC had a certain amount of shows done, they would just show nothing but repeats, or mostly repeats, and most of them would be out of work. So the Actors Union only allowed a certain number of repeats of each programme. The BBC then had a huge amount of film of old shows they couldn't do anything with. As the amount of film increased, someone finally decided to wipe it all, because there was no reason the BBC wouldn't want to keep any of it. They couldn't do any of it. They ended up reusing some of the film if they could, but they didn't need any of it. It was trashed. It was all gone. This means a huge amount of shows from the 60s were wiped. I mean, not just the BBC, but everyone did it. Lots of the BBC episodes were lost, and are known as the lost episodes. This reminds me of all the rubbish going on with the DRM nowadays with the RIAA and the MPAA telling you what you can and can't do with the recordings. The good thing for Doctor Who, though, was because it was such a big hit, it was sent out by lots of other countries, and some of them still had copies. After the Actors' Union dropped that stupid rule, the BBC could then get the episodes back and air them again. And, of course, once they aired them, the actors then got the, some money. I'm sure it wasn't as much, but they still got some money for airing it again. So they went back to all the different countries and tried to get all the episodes. And they got a lot from Australia, for example, some from America. There was even one story about there was a guy he'd been uh, a guard or something at the BBC, and he'd actually borrowed some of these rolls of films because no one was using them. They were going to destroy them, and he'd taken them home and stuffed them in his attic, and he'd left them there, and he died many years later because this, you know, this is in the sixties, and he died sort of in the nineties. And his kids were going through and they found this and didn't quite know what it was. Had the BBC logo on it, so took it to the BBC and said, Hey, what's this? And turned out to be a Dog 2 episode. There was another one, an old episode. For some reason they had the black and white copy, but they didn't have the colour copy. But it was a high quality black and white copy. Now they'd shown it in colour. And someone had taped it, illegally of course, but they taped it in America. Now... That caused issues because it was the whole different PAL, NTSC and everything, and it was a fairly naff quality, but it had the colour in it, so what they did is they warped and twisted the colour image to make it match the black and white, and took the colour and put it over the black and white to get the quality from the black and white and the colour from the cassette tape. That was fixed, and that was released uh, a few years back. Yet more episodes have been kept as audio recordings only, and they've actually been animated back in to have the episodes. So this is a terrible loss, and it's all down to the Actors' Guild being worried about shows being repeated too much, when of course they do get their repeat showing fees. I'm sure it's not as much as if you're in work full-time, but let's face it, you don't have to do any work for it, you just get sent a cheque every month. 
The same thing's happening with CDs. Everyone's expected to buy the new CDs, and we're now expected to upgrade from DVD to Blu-ray and all that. We never own this stuff. It's just a license, and it just bugs the hell out of me. And if you look at what happened with Doctor Who, it just there is a possibility we could lose a lot of this music because, oh, you know, you don't have any rights to it anymore. There was a story recently about how RIAA had sent out a ton of demo discs. The demo discs weren't wanted and they were thrown in the trash. Someone took them out of the trash and sold them and he was being sued for pirating this or copyright infringement, whatever the hell they want to call it, because they hadn't allowed him to sell it, even though they'd thrown it away in the trash. I mean, so it's a bunch of stuff that really bugs me and, and... I'm surprised that we haven't lost more music and more things like the old, some of these older episodes of Doctor Who. But it is good news that some of the artists do seem to be getting the hang of it now. And you've got more and more of them are rejecting their record labels and releasing stuff on their own or even simply letting everyone download it for themselves. I mean, this is a good plan for any new band because piracy isn't the problem, it's obscurity is the big problem. Anyway, enough ranting about that. I'm going to go on to what the main topic of today is going to be, which is Flock. Now, Flock is a web browser. It's based on the Firefox code. You can get it from flock.com. It's available for Linux, Windows, Mac. It's on version 1.1 currently. And, as I said, it's based on Firefox. They took the source code and they've changed a few things. It's also open source, which is good. But the main difference between Flock is they actually their tagline is Flock, the social web browser. They hook you into everything. I'm going to assume you've got Flock or you're looking at it on the page. It looks a little different. They've tweaked a few bits here and there. But they have various different things. You get this extra light-coloured uh, icon bar below the back forward reload and home and all that. The first one is about my world and... It's it's all your stuff, basically. So it's got a list of Twitter feeds, any media you have, any RSS feeds, anything like that. You can actually organise this quite a lot. Next one is uh, the people sidebar, which actually opens on the side, a bit like all-in-one sidebar for Firefox. You have a list of all these people here. In this case, I've got my YouTube, I've got Twitter, and I can go and see what comments are. I've got my latest comment there. Let's hang on. Recording an HPR episode, exclamation mark, bump, and that's gone and sent the message out to everyone. And I've got all the other people here, Will Wheaton's replying to someone saying the cake is a lie and stuff like that. We've got all the lists down here. We also have my Flickr, not that I actually have anything down there, I've got the Linux Action Show and No Master Yoda on there, but I can click on No Master Yoda there and it will take me to his Flickr site. And we can see what images he has there. And he has some funny ones. He's got one of uh, Bill Gates recommending Ubuntu and things. There's a picture of Tux here, big sand Tux, which is cool. But I can go down there, and if I go from there and click on what is the final icon there, the photo uploader, I can click on that, and it loads up this photo uploader. And what I can actually do is simply drag my photos over into there or in this case drag over this image of Tux uh, although it doesn't although Flickr does something odd you can't just drag it straight 
overview. I just have to click on it to get the image itself and not the weird random JavaScript stuff. And click on that and drag it over into the photo upload and it puts it in there and then you can upload it to wherever you want. Now in this case I'm going to rename the file, put a description in, and I can put tags and then I can upload it to wherever I want. In this case I'm going to upload it to Picasa and if we go to my Picasa site then we can find it. Alternatively if we go to the third icon and the open the media bar what it actually does is the top part now drops down and we have media streams. Now it defaults are going to Flickr and looking at uh, something called interestingness whatever that is but I can go down there to my accounts and go to my Picasa such as Picasso and loads up my pictures and there we go we have all the images I have but one of them in particular the one I just uploaded which is the picture of Tux and the comet stolen from No Mastery Yoda I know it's No Mastery Yoda I just felt like breaking it out differently and there we go also in this media stream we can go to YouTube and say uh, what have we got top rated if we want it does a quick search and brings all that up, but that's pretty cool. You can get these things going on. Top 10 Jackie Chan stunts. Arby and the Chief, whatever. And that bloke whose name escapes me, but he was doing the Wii Remote stuff. Um, Jason Lee or something? Something is like the MIT guy um, that did all the st remote stuff for that. But we can have a look at all that. That's pretty cool. We Next icon is the open feed sidebar, which we get all the feeds now. I don't use that. I actually have, uh, I use Google for my feed reader, my RSS reader. So I use Google Reader for that. We then have my inbox um, for Google Mail and Yahoo and stuff. Uh, apparently, I've got one unread email in there, but I don't check that myself. I followed Chess Griffin's description on how to run an IMAP server and I'm actually running an IMAP server to grab and collate all my emails. Uh, we can also open favourite sidebars, the next icon. We have at the top the local favourites and at the bottom the online favourites that hooks into delicious and you can copy from one stuff to another. The next one is picture of a key, it's all your accounts and you can see my YouTube delicious, uh, my personal blog, scout stuff, Twitter, Flickr, Picasso, Gmail and uh, Zoke.org run by Drupal. More on that in a moment. We'll click on the next one. It's a clipboard. We can drag anything down, text, links, images, anything really, and drag them down to the side and we can put them into folders and organize them, save them a bit for later if we want to look at stuff later, which is pretty cool. Next one is Open Blog Editor. Now this is a really cool one. What we can do here is we can go and actually type something in. You have a little almost looks like an email and you can type stuff in there and if I type something in uh, what should we do uh, blogging for dummies and actually I've got a better idea what we can do, don't save that what we can do is if we go back to the Flickr page and back to the image that we had there. What we can do on this 
is we can actually right click on the comment sand just sand blah 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 right click and say blog this and it automatically brings it up with a link to it and everything so we change the title for blogging for dummies and we can put any tags we want to publish and uh, oh look I've just got a new email I wonder where that's from we can post it to whichever blog we want in this case we can put zoke under story we can pick the categories now that doesn't seem to work in Drupal but it does work in WordPress publish as new post replace existing post that seems to have some issues it knows what it's posted but if you haven't posted through it it doesn't seem to pick it up always uh, add blocked with add blogged with flock to the end of your post I never bother with that and visit blog after publishing that one doesn't always work because it has issues with zog.org for example but we can do that if I post that and send that and if we go to zog.org refresh that and then we get blogging for dummies there we go it's just appeared of course, if anyone is actually checking the timestamps on this, yes, I am cheating. I did do that blog post earlier. I did re-record this because I screwed up and, and lost some of it and it sounded crap and I wanted to redo it. Anyway, so that's most of it on the side, the social stuff anyway. Most of the rest of it is just very similar standard sort of Firefox stuff, basically. Pretty much every Firefox extension works under flock but it's just if you're doing any blogging or any stuff like that it's a lot easier because in this case I can go simply go to Hacker Public Radio for example when this episode gets posted right click on that and blog about it and then instantly get a blog up and ready and don't have to worry about any of the links and stuff they're there automatically apart from that as I said everything's pretty much the same I just love the way you can upload stuff and drag images and steal pictures of I mean share images quite easily using Flickr and Picasso or any of the other things. I mean if I go back to accounts and have a look at the list. It supports Facebook, Flickr, Twitter, YouTube, Photobucket, Picasso, Pixo, Blogger, Blogs and Live Journal, Typepad, WordPress.com, Zanga or self-hosted blog. That one you can just add and say this is my blog and it tries to figure out what it is. Uh, Delicious Magnolia and Gmail and Yahoo Mail and they are adding more all the time. So that's a basic overview. I mean I think it's really cool if you do anything social at all on the internet which is pretty much everyone now because everyone's got their own blog everyone puts pictures on Picasso or whatever so you can do that and it's just really cool that it's it's just got it all on the side and all there ready for you and whatever you want it's there. I think it's really cool. It's also all open source you can go and download it play around with it and whatever you want so so there's no problem with anything there um, I think that's about it really thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you all later thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio HPR is sponsored by caro.net so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs